Hey, Rebounders. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. Today, we are so excited to be jumping into one of my favorite topics, which is the anchor of hope. We're going to be looking at why hope serves as an anchor and how we can give reasons for our faith. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. We hope that you will grab a cup of coffee, your Bible, a notebook, and join us for a great conversation. Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to season two of Rebounding Faith. Whoop, I'm whoop. Kristen Corona and I'm here with... Hey everybody, Catherine. And Gina. So glad you're back. We are oh. excited to share some exciting changes with you for this next season. The first being that we are going to revert back to what we were doing earlier Yay! last season yes. of being um, here with you guys every single week. Yes. Um, like we always say, we're um, constantly iterating and changing based on feedback. And the last couple of months of doing every other week were a good little sample and experiment. But you all gave us a lot of feedback that I guess you missed us. And we missed them. And yes. we missed you. So here we are back every week moving forward, which will be great. We're also going to do something very special in honor of season two that we want to share with you. So if you send us an email at reboundingfaith at gmail.com or go to our contact page on our website, we will respond by emailing you a special PDF that is only available for those that reach out this way. A special document that shows you reasons why God allows suffering and helps us understand the purpose in our pain. You will definitely want to have this. It's a good nugget that you can keep with you, that you can use in your quiet time or your Bible studies. And it is one of our most popular pieces in the program that we get asked about a lot. Um, so please do that. Send us an email and we'll get that to you guys. Um, we're really, really excited for season two. I can't believe that we are here. Not that I didn't have confidence or faith or that we would get here, that we would get here, yes. but it's just been a remarkable, remarkable year. And I do think it's worth just pausing for a moment and really thinking about that, um, how fast time goes and the impact that this podcast has had on our lives and the lives yes. of other people. What are you guys thinking? I am so grateful um, that God has blessed this ministry in ways that we never imagined possible and reaching people that are really needing some encouragement in their faith walk. We know what that, that's like. I mean, we need the encouragement ourselves, and it has been really good to see God reaching a lot of different women and just encouraging them in their faith and, and helping them to see that there really is purpose in their pain. Absolutely. And, you know, I think about this when we started this podcast, we really thought about who is it that we want to reach exactly. Yeah. And when we sat down, we knew it. God had put it on our hearts. And of course, you know, it's predominantly women, but mm -hmm. even uh, more specific than that, it is women who are struggling either in 
in a trial at the moment, or they are struggling with their faith, or both, right? Yeah. Um, they could be asking themselves some difficult questions that weren't safe to ask in church or in Bible study. And so to be able to really wrestle with some of those questions, I'm really proud of us for doing that, for looking at that and going with that. And the feedback that we have gotten uh, has been great. And so that's really been our aim and target is to go after uh, some of those more difficult questions to be honest and real and raw and vulnerable. You know, sometimes it's not easy to to go onto a podcast and share parts of your life. You know, you don't know who's hearing it and what's happening, but just with God leading the way and the feedback that we're getting, we know we're doing the right thing. And Absolutely. so I just want to say I'm really proud of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I never would have thought that we would have as many people listening and engaging the way we have the last year. And again, that's not that I, I didn't have confidence in us or what we were trying to do or feeling like we um, weren't going to be led by God in this effort. I, I felt all of those things, but just to see it come back twofold, threefold has been just remarkable and, and humbling, and hasn't super it? humbling, yeah. humbling. Yeah. yeah, and just so heartwarming to mm -hmm. know that the very things that we have struggled with in our lives are resonating with other women too. Yeah, I never would have yeah. thought I would have been doing a podcast, no, right? But no. it's it's crazy to think about just how the world is changing and mm -hmm. how people engage in their faith, right? Yeah. Like if you think about for the longest time, it was you go to church. Every Sunday yep. you go to church. And then that morphed into different days of the week. The church had different offerings or small groups or Bible studies. And then it was church was on TV and then church was on the radio. Yeah. And now it's just, um, it's fun to be doing something innovative and you just never know when you're going to make a connection with someone, you know? And right. so it's been really fun. And it gives me a lot of hope for what's to come. <laughs> and I know Catherine gave you guys a little teaser at the beginning around that topic today. Um, so let's dive in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to, to get into this. So hope is something that's really near and dear to my heart. And just in doing some research for this uh, particular topic, you know, hope is really critical to our mental health, to our well-being, and just mm -hmm. to keep us moving forward and, and avoid stagnation. So, you know, it's, but it's a word that we throw around loosely mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's something where, oh, I hope I get this for Christmas or I hope I, you know, whatever, I mm -hmm. get that job or, you know, whatever. And it's hope something where, yeah, and <laughs> it's just something that, yeah, it's just yeah. not really um, like the word when you read hope in the Bible, it's a much different, different context. And so, you know, that's really like wishful thinking, wishful hoping. But I want to talk about different hope. I want to talk about certain hope. And the word hope, what are the three characteristics of hope? And this is something that I really wanted to, to understand. And the first characteristic of certain hope is that it's strong and that it's solid, sturdy, and stable. Number two, um, along those same lines, is that it's trustworthy and dependable right? So it's something that you don't have to doubt and it will never let you down. And the third, and this is really going to be the basis of our, our talk today, it's an anchor of the soul. And one mm. of my favorite illustrations is this idea of hope being an anchor. But in Hebrews 6, 19a, 
Uh, it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And that's the NIV version. So I thought it would be really fun to start with just fun facts about anchors. You know how I love to do this, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> love to just dive Catherine in. in the fun facts. <laughs> Never in my life did I think I would be talking about fun facts about anchors. But here we, here we go. Okay. Buckle your seatbelts. Okay. So... Anchors, so the word anchor is Greek in origin, but you did not know that. Um, next time when you guys are out for your trivia parties or you're on Jeopardy, you'll know that the anchor um, of this Greek in, in origin means crooked or hook, obviously referring to the design and makeup of the anchor. Mm-hmm. And anchors have been used by those who created watercraft since actually the dawn of time. So they were using rocks or different things to just keep their, their boat stable and sturdy. And the first iron anchors were actually designed by the Greeks. And some of the Roman designs, which is kind of cool, they had like arms that would dig into the ground. And so you can kind of see it like um, changing and evolving to be the anchors that we know today. But something really cool is I couldn't resist looking up. Okay, what is the like largest? It's really cool. I know. This, this is so this cool. This particular just, fact about the anchor You guys, I'm really so, cool. I am so nerdy. I just love this stuff. So the largest anchor in the world is approximately 22 tons. And if you look up the picture, you can actually Google this, the largest anchor in the world. And it has a picture of a guy that looks like a little Lego guy. I'm not kidding. On a boat. And he's got surrounded by chains, like all these links. I can't even imagine the size of the chain to hold a 22-ton Each one of those links of the chain is like 500 pounds. It's just massive. And so... I actually just Googled it. Yeah. It is really big. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you don't want to miss Googling that. So that is a huge anchor. And you know that the size of the boat... That it is anchoring, mm. right? It's a it ship, not a boat. It's right? massive. Yeah, so if you think about that in terms of like the size of your anchor is actually in direct proportion to the size of your boat. So when you think about hope being an anchor, right? Mm. Hope can actually be in direct proportion to your faith, right? Mm. So those two are very intertwined. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But an anchor is made up of a metal hook, which we we mentioned, that digs mm-hmm. into the sandy bottom uh, along with a long chain, right? So, But the key is, is that the anchor is rooted in something. So it's heavy, falls to the ground, but it can Grabs actually, on. unless it like digs into something yeah, and holds on, yeah. the boat can still actually move mm-hmm. and drift a little bit. So it's really critical that that hook actually can can dig in. So anchors will serve two purposes. And the first is that it keeps the ship from drifting into unsafe waters. And this is very important. So when you compare that to, say, our faith, right, and drifting. So we can drift away to unsafe waters in several ways. Um, And I'm just going to throw a couple out and see if this, like, resonates with you guys. But one I thought is busy town. When you live in busy town, you're going to lose focus, right? You're running a million miles an hour. You've got all this stuff on your to-do list. You know, you're about checking this off, whatever. You are just running crazy, 60 miles an hour. This is 
dangerous in the sense that there's nothing wrong with being busy, but if you're prioritizing all of those things ahead of your faith or ahead of time with God, you're going to lose focus. Mm -hmm. So that's one way I think we can drift. Another is temptation. So if you're not rooted in God's word, ultimately temptation will creep in. And that comes obviously in a variety of forms. And the last is that we're going to look for solace and comfort elsewhere outside of what God intended. And, you know, so those are just a few examples of drifting, yeah. right? But I wanted to see what you guys thought and, and what your, your ideas are when you hear that, that word and concept. I heard uh, busy town and I thought to myself, <laughs> I feel like I could be the mayor of busy town. <laughs> I think you could, Kristen. <laughs> yes. I, this is definitely the one that resonates with me if I think about drifting mm. and it's, I'm a busy person in general, but I feel like I overcompensate when I'm struggling mm-hmm. with something. My you become even busier. I be- oh, yeah. I, I'll i make my own to-do list, and then I'll start making lists for other people, yeah. too, which my husband really <laughs> To-do. Make your to-do list. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let me help give you things to yeah. do, too, yeah. so that we can both be busy. Yes. Um, so that one really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think about drifting as a slow process. Yeah. It's not something that happens quickly. And sometimes you've drifted away without even really realizing how far away you've gotten. Yes. And then temptations become so much stronger or we're less strong Mm -hmm. that we don't overcome temptations and we tend to give in to them because we really have drifted away from that core, that anchor that keeps us so close to God. Absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, I really related to all of these. And, you know, it's something where busy town probably is what is affects me the most, because I am an achiever. So I want to keep going after it. And I want to keep doing more and more and more. I love to say yes, not no. In fact, I had someone once tell me that I come from a place of yes, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty true. Like, you know, those people, sometimes people just automatic, their automatic response is no. Mm -hmm. And you've got to move them over to yes. I usually come from a yes and you got to move me to no. Oh, I can start it now. You can start it now. (laughs) Okay. All right. I I need to take a lesson. Sometimes. Yeah. But it's not Mm -hmm. good on the other end either. You know, it's, it's finding that balance like everything else. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Kristen? Do you come from yes or no? Probably closer to no. Closer to no. Yeah, okay. I want to be in control of what's on my list. Gotcha. Okay. I don't need you to control my list, but I'll control <laughs> your list. So if somebody says, hey, can you do this? Or can you come over here? Or can you join us for this? Do you say no? I do. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Learning so much about you girls. Okay, so mental I'm note. Maybe, don't maybe invite Kristen in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I want to go, I'll say yes. Yes. But if I don't, I'm not afraid of saying no. I love it. And that's healthy. That's so good. But I think, you know, if we, if we don't prioritize our time with God and keep that as a focus, that will ultimately lead to hopelessness. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really where you end up. Yeah. So the other thing that's interesting interesting too, is when we talk about hope being that anchor for you and Mm -hmm. you go back to thinking about an anchor on a boat when I mean, we're in Southern California, so I think we have access to boats more. My parents have a boat. We'll mm-hmm. take it out. It, it's awesome. But when you want to actually put the anchor down so that you can swim 
and you don't want to drift away, it's not just drifting out into sea. You might think that it would be okay if you were drifting as long as you were going closer to land, but that's also a problem Mm -hmm. too. It's not like you're going to get lost if you're getting closer to land, but you definitely don't want your boat to be jamming up against the rocks or to get stuck Mm -hmm. on the sand. So where you set the anchor is important. Where you set the anchor is really important Mm -hmm. because you want to be close enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not just drifting out into sea, which I think most people would think, right? But you've got to be very careful of, where you actually anchor down in the yeah. first place. Um, and true. so that concept of drifting could be um, just in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. You could be drifting different mm-hmm. directions. For sure. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I mean, that my, my thought initially was just so you don't move. But in actuality, you're right. You have to be very selective about where you drop that anchor, mm-hmm. which is true. Um, the next point is that an anchor will keep you in the ship sturdy in a storm. And this is interesting. Um, I've never heard the term pitch and roll before. So this was a good learning for me. And it said that uh, this anchor will keep the ship sturdy in a storm and keep it, uh, help keep it steady from the pitch and roll. And so pitch is when you think about a ship, it's the up and down and up and down. And it's the front of the boat going back and forth and up and down. And roll is the back and forth and the side side to side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when you drop the anchor, it will actually prevent a lot of the pitch and roll because it's keeping the boat steady Mm. and anchored. And so, boy, that to me really spoke volumes in terms of when you compare that, like that is very symbolic of our lives, you know, the up and down and back and forth. And how do you prevent all of that from affecting you so much at such a deep level, you know, and the idea is that you have hope as your anchor that is going to prevent you from being so affected from the up and down and back and forth. So that the trials in life really come along and the deeper your anchor is set and in the right place mm-hmm. and in the right foundation and God, then then those trials and that storm just doesn't feel so overwhelming to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a feeling of like a lot of times people will say you feel grounded. Mm-hmm. Yes. You yeah. know, you feel rooted. Yeah. The structure is sound. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you think about, as you said, Gina, you know, trials and difficulties, like anything can rock our world. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Uncertainty, I think, is another one that allows life to move our faith and therefore our hope back and forth and up and down if it's not rooted in something. That's so, so important. And so, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, the bigger your faith, right, could be the bigger your hope is Mm -hmm. too. And so... The more solid your anchor. Yes, the more solid your anchor. And so hope really is faith in future tense. And I know we've talked about that before in the hope episode in Mm -hmm. season one, where we looked at hope versus optimism. And we can link that in the comments for this episode. But essentially, hope is a desire with expectation of obtainment. So we expect it with confidence. But you know, it's something where even when you say, you know, something along the lines of like you plant a seed in your garden, right? You plant a seed and you can expect that to grow. That's different than looking out and just saying, you know, oh, 
I sure hope we get flowers this spring, or I sure hope, you know, without doing anything, right? That's wishful thinking. So when you think of wishful hoping, so when you look, when you actually plant seeds, there's an expectation there for something to happen. But how many times have you done that? I can say I have, and nothing has happened, right? So that's not even a certain hope. But in Scripture, and what it tells us and our faith in God, that is a certain hope. That is something that we can absolute place all of our, you know, all of our confidence in. So we're so confident that we can actually build our life around it, which I think is, is really, really cool. But the concept that I wanted to talk about was the fact that faith and hope are actually intertwined, that you can't really have one without the other. You know, do you guys see that? Yeah, and no. I mean, I think that you can be a hopeful person if you're looking at it as optimistic, right? If you're looking at hope mm-hmm. as just being optimistic. But if we're talking about biblical hope, yes. yeah. that is the action mm-hmm. of faith, right? Yeah. And I heard this comp, this actual quote, and I love it, and I think Rick Warren said it. He said um, that hope is theological, but optimism is psychological. Mm. And I think that really kind yeah. of sums that up. That's really what it is. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, because the yeah. psychological might be where we struggle more, mm-hmm. right? But you're rooted in the theology of hope. Mm-hmm. That 100%. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so faith is the, re- I love this quote. I'm going to say, uh, just quote it here faith is the result of current belief systems as shaped by experience. Whereas hope is the product of desiring a future state of affairs. And so, again, faith is the real of our current belief systems, and hope is the product of the future, like desiring the future state of affairs. So, you know, it's just interesting to look at the two kind of together, but mm-hmm. hope is not built upon our capabilities, thank God, or who we are, because yeah. I can't tell you how many times that would lead to disappointment for me. Um, it's built upon God's character and mm-hmm. who he is. Yes. And you guys, in preparation for this episode, it is kind of a scary thing to do this, but to Google like hope mm-hmm. and see what comes up. And mostly, I'll just save you the suspense, mostly what comes up is a lot of psychological jargon and ways that the world encourages you to have hope. And, you know, it's very loosey-goosey kind of the way they talk about it. But what's scary to me is how they will encourage you, like you have control over it, Mm -hmm. that you, you know, it's the way you think or just change this or change your habits or just have a positive attitude. Yeah, like all of these things. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I can do that. So why am I still feeling empty? Yeah. Why is this not doing it for me? Right. It's because it's built on me. And I am imperfect. I will fail you. I, I'm, you know, I'm not fail God. myself. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the fact that it's built upon God's character and who He is, that is certain hope. That's where the confidence yeah. comes in. Yep. Mm, so I love that. I like that too. So now that we know kind of like what hope is, the question becomes: What are we supposed to do with this? hope, right? Tell us, Catherine. Yes, let me tell you. So, <laughs> but in 1 Peter 3:15, it says, "But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have." And then he goes on to say and tells us how to do it. 
but do this with gentleness and respect. Um, so when I read that, I think, okay, if someone were to ask me, you know, would I be ready to say, you know, know what to say? Yeah. I don't, before I prepared for this episode, I mean, in just full honesty, I don't know that I would. I haven't actually thought that through. So this was, I mean, just selfishly, mm-hmm. this episode was really good for me mm-hmm. to actually think that through and say, what yeah. would I say? What is my hope? Now, most Christians would say, well, salvation, right? That's my hope. It's in God. And yes, without question, that is a huge part of it. But what I learned is that hope can be very personal and unique to you. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. I do think about Hebrews 11.1. And that is, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we don't see. And for me, it has been my experiences and my encounters with God and his faithfulness over the years, throughout all of the circumstances in my life and the ups and downs and the drifting and being or being anchored and mm-hmm. all of those things yeah. had nothing to do with me, but everything to do with God's faithfulness mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's where so my again, hope it's com- him, yes, right? Him. His character. My yeah. hope comes from yeah. is the confidence I have in Christ. Yeah. Not in myself, but right. the confidence that I have in in him. Yeah. So that's where my hope comes from. Yeah an actual relationship that I've had with Jesus where he has shown up over and over and over in my life so that I know that I can count on him to never leave or forsake me. Mm -hmm. So my hope is in him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really good. Catherine, when you said that prior to reading this verse most recently, Mm -hmm. you struggled with it, Mm -hmm. or maybe, maybe struggled isn't the right word, but you... Worst, it was uncomfortable. You were grabbing something different from it. What was making yeah. it uncomfortable for you? I think you? it was um, to be able to sum it up is hard for me. Uh, if someone were to ask me about the hope I have, and I have to be honest with you guys, setting the salvation component to the side I mean, that's an obvious piece of it. But if I were to just look at my life, it's different now than it was 15 years ago, mm-hmm. my hope. Um, my experiences have changed. My wisdom has increased, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those gifts of getting older. Um, but, you know, going through that, I haven't actually thought it through if someone were to ask me. And I, it kind of caused, it was a cause for pause, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it was something where I would stop and think, I would almost be tongue-tied mm-hmm. in being able to summarize my yeah. hope. That, that's a challenging thing. Something yeah. so deeply deeply rooted in you to be able to summarize it to somebody who just mm-hmm. asks you how Simplify do you do it. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because as you were just saying that, it's like it's something that if some if you're in that position, mm-hmm. it's such a powerful moment oh, because totally. you it don't means mess it that up. someone like asked you yes. why you believe yeah. or right. – and you feel like that answer is so important, mm-hmm. not only to you, but potentially to impact that person through his word that you, it's almost like it's an elevator pitch in sales. Yes, right. It's like, if I'm going to be in the elevator with you, we're going up you or got we're going one down minute. and I got one minute, yeah. like, yeah. give it, give me yeah. your pitch. Like, yes. what is it? Why should I have this hope that you have? Like, tell yeah. me. 
Um, I could totally see that. that and so, sense. you know, if you think about that, you're probably right. It probably is something where you've got one minute to do it. And so guess Maybe what? Maybe that's why it tells us be prepared. Yes, exactly. Right? And so you have to be, so you're right. You have to kind of think it through, be ready, be prepared. Mm -hmm. And so I started listing all the things that we do, and it's not all of them, but just some of them that we prepare for in life. And if you think about this, like vacation, when you take a vacation, you are packing, planning, you're arranging the house sitter, the dog, whatever, getting the dog to the, to the boarding place. You're doing all of this or a wedding, right? The amount of planning is just crazy that goes into that. Graduations, birthday parties, finances, investments, training, like, you know, sports, your career, like training in your career, presentations that you give. Even going back to when my kids were little, packing the diaper bags, the snacks, the activities. So all this stuff, you know, we prepare for in our lives. And yet one of probably the most important thing, you know, our faith. Yes. We don't think that through. Right. But it just like it was just such an aha moment for mm -hmm. me. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to challenge our listeners. Yes. Yes. To do the very same thing. Oh, that I we hope can all so. do this yes. together, See, right? I like, hope so. Yes. yes. I yes. Hope so <laughs> we can come up with yeah. our elevator pitch That's on right. why we have hope and how yes. we're anchored in Jesus. Yeah. So step one really is to prepare an answer ahead of time. Yeah. And we have to think that through logically about the reasons for your hope. And this step is important because in order to do the next step, which is to give a reason, we have to obviously understand hope. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we kind of broke that down, mm -hmm. right? But to give, so moving into the next step, step two is to identify the reasons for the hope that you have. So the verse goes on to say, you know, to give the reason for the hope that you have. That's right out of scripture NIV. So again, Obviously, the salvation aspect, mm -hmm. huge. That's part of it. But I want to challenge us to be thinking about what other reasons do we have hope for? Where has God stepped in in a very unique way? And that's where our, our life lives. experiences yes. and our relationship comes from, yeah. those experiences that we can give that. Yes, 100%. And yeah. so a well-known pastor in 2016 actually surveyed many, many people on the subject of hopelessness. And I'm just summarizing here. I think he had 10 reasons. I took, you know, five, five reasons, five of the 10, and there are no particular order in terms of how they were ranked. But uh, I'm just going to read them off real quick. Uh, feeling alone and abandoned. Yeah. That, that's one of the top 10 mm -hmm. for hopelessness. Um, the second one, a life or situation that is out of our control and never going to change. Our perception is it will never change. Yep, right? exactly. Okay. Like I am powerless yeah. to change this situation. Mm -hmm. Number three, don't see a purpose in the pain. Yeah. Purposeless pain. That's why I think we are so big on that here at Rebounding Faith because mm -hmm. people can endure crazy situations and amounts if they believe there's a purpose to it. And there is. Right. Um, but it's finding that purpose. Number four, having done something wrong. I can't forgive myself. Mm -hmm. Guilt, mm -hmm. shame, regret, remorse, all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Big cause for hopelessness. Number five, incessant worry, fear, mm -hmm. or anxiety. Yeah. So when you're struggling with that, that's a huge point of Those things add up to hopelessness. Oh, for yeah, sure. <laughs> for sure. Yes. So... But what I loved about doing this is that each one of these has a counter, right? So 
If, for example, one of your reasons for finding hope is that you were at one time feeling alone and abandoned, you know, you can reference Deuteronomy 31.6 that says God will never leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. So this is something where you're actually never alone yeah, right. or abandoned. That is my reason for hope. And I really resonate actually with this particular one personally mm-hmm. because I'll be going through my life and feeling maybe that way in a certain situation or circumstance. And I love to just quote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Yes. Or I am never mm-hmm. alone. Um, He will never leave me or forsake me. So I love to just kind of go back, right? Because scripture has an answer for all of these things. Mm -hmm. Number two, life situation is out of our control and never going to change. I am powerless. First John 4, 4, God's power is greater than any situation or problem. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That's right. Yeah. So number three, if you don't see a purpose in the pain or purposeless purposeless pain, say that five times, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's a tongue twister. God fits everything into his plan. So Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So there is a purpose Mm -hmm. to the pain. That is a reason for hope, Mm -hmm. right? That is a reason and an, and an explanation of how you can get through some really trying times if people yeah. are watching you and they ask you that. In each of these instances, Catherine, in coming up with the antidote to mm-hmm. hopelessness right. as being hope is found in the Word of God. Yes. It's and so rooted if you're not spending anchored. any time there, yeah. of course you're going to be drifting. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, Gina. How about having done something wrong, can't forgive myself? Been there. Yeah. Guilt, shame, regret, remorse. And we know that Jesus paid it all and that we're forgiven. There's no condemnation. Romans 8, 1, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So there's a reason for hope. That's right. And the last one, incessant worry, fear, anxiety. Again, uh, referring to some of the verses above, 1 John 4, 4, um, that, you know, he is in you is greater than he is who is in the world. And also Deuteronomy 31, 6, never will I leave you or forsake you. So you can refer to any of those. And I encourage you guys to latch on to a verse, a life verse that where you mm-hmm. struggle, memorize it, latch onto it. So when someone asks you, right, for the hope that you have, you can recite it back and just say, mm-hmm. hey, whip out that anchor. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I don't know about whipping. It might be a little heavy at 22 right. tons. No, there's a button for <laughs> yeah. it now. It's, it's we don't have to anchor work. down. Yeah. Okay. There you don't we have go. to like throw it off yeah. the boat. Oh, like, thank goodness. Yeah, that'd be a back problem. The other to happen. thing too, this sounds really simple, but mm-hmm. I probably had my Bible for a couple of years before I actually made my way to the index. And a lot of times there will be all of these different feelings that you could be encountering Mm -hmm. and it'll actually tell you the verses that you could go read to kind of do some soul searching. Mm -hmm. It's a great tool. Um, And Mm -hmm. so we just walked through five of them right now, but you could literally go into your Bible and if you go all the way to that index, like there's all sorts of things that could help Mm -hmm. you just experiment with different verses that may resonate with you. And sometimes, I mean, Catherine, you were just talking about it. You could read a verse over and over and over again. And, you know, one that one time you might be feeling a certain way in that moment and all of a sudden it like hits you mm-hmm. and it impacts you in a completely different way. Yes. 
Um, Do you know that's why I heard a pastor once say that that's why they call it a living word, God's mm-hmm. living word, because it's changing with you. Like it will, yes. like it's it's always permanent, right? It will right. never, like it is what it is, but the way you perceive it and, yeah. yes. and apply it. in different ways. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. different times. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. that. Um, with that in mind, the verse that I always really resonate with as someone who likes to be really busy and likes to really understand things, likes to control things, for me, that's Proverbs 3, 5, for mm. sure. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I think that one could tie in really well with the second point that you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. You're going through a life situation and it feels out of your control. So much of what we yeah. try and do in life, in society, is just break things down so that they're easier for us to understand. Mm -hmm. But we often end up like oversimplifying things Mm -hmm. and creating like very binary options in our head, right? And you you can look all around you, and we've talked about this on podcasts before, but there's so many topics that are polarizing because society is telling us like you either believe this or you believe this. You either do this or you do that, right? And I think the older I get, the more confident I am that I actually don't know anything for certain. Like there's very few things that I'm so confident in. But going back to the point of like what we prepare for, my faith is absolutely one of those things. There's not a lot of things I wouldn't change my mind on if a different set of facts came Mm -hmm. to fruition. But my faith is one of those things. And in the 38 years that I've been struggling and I've been out at sea, there's a constant and the constant is my faith. Mm -hmm. And with everything that I've been through or am going through today, Mm -hmm. the confidence I have that I will come out of it and be better. I've seen that happen in my life. Mm -hmm. Because you are placing your trust in God's character and who he is. Exactly. It's not in your own understanding. Exactly. And your ability to interpret if it yeah. happened in the Bible or, right? You're yeah. just trusting him and following him yep. and his character. Yeah. Yeah. Because I he's proven worthy of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And throughout my life, and I've been a lo- around a lot longer than Kristen, and he has just been a little faithful. bit longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. Um, but he's been so faithful. And so that is our hope is in. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. In his character. Yeah. And the fact that he shows up and does exactly what he says he's going to do. So let me ask you guys, would you be able to now having been um, discussed this and walking through this now, do you guys feel more confident in being able to just sum it up? And like, I gotta work on that ele- elevator pitch. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. You got to condense it a little bit. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the elevator pitch is the you know, the short version, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you got to be prepared when they ask questions, you go a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. So I got to work on condensing everything I just said a couple minutes ago. The digest version (laughs) of why I have hope. Yeah, I'm going to work on it so I'm prepared. Yes, I am too. Because the Lord says, be prepared. I am too. And so uh, before we close this episode, we are going to do something new and fun in season two. And we are going to be doing a little fun segment I like to call the Rebounding Recap. And this is going to be something where we just recap the episode a little bit with a question and a takeaway, right, for the week, um, for us to just be thinking about uh, for this week. And since we've obviously talked about hope as an anchor, Mm -hmm. right, I would love for us to be thinking this week and identify the ways that we drift, Mm 
the ways that we are impacted by that pitch and roll, mm-hmm. right? When we're not close to God and spending time in his word mm-hmm. and spending time with him uh, daily, ideally. And last, let's think about that elevator pitch. That's right. Can we get it that, like into a minute to two minutes? Like what is our unique individual hope that right. we have and why? So that's some pretty meaty homework for this mm-hmm. week. And I'm excited to dive in yeah. and get to that. So so in conclusion, we just want to encourage you all to make your reason personal. You know, make your anchor your own. Others are definitely watching us and they're wondering why we are not drifting like they are. So why are we not getting seasick during this storm? Let's think about that and be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. So on that, we would like to invite you all to like and subscribe Rebounding Faith. We would love it if you would share it with a friend. If you've enjoyed this time and this episode, if you know somebody that could benefit to hear about hope, share please it. share it. Yeah, mm-hmm. share it. And just a fun reminder, we'll be back next Wednesday with another fun-filled episode. Uh, Check out our website, social media, email us for that PDF at reboundingfaith at gmail.com, our website, reboundingfaith.com, and have a rebounding week. We'll see you next Wednesday, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.